And uh, how have you enjoyed uh, working with Mr. The Dice? Mr. The Dice has been lovely. You're good, isn't it? As you'd, ima- as you'd, as you'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. Even if we, I mean, it's interesting, actually, hearing that episode, because it was completely seamless, but there was a very shonky internet connection while we were talking. Oh, really? And that didn't show up at all. There was no sign of it. That was really skillful editing. Yeah. Some people are good at this thing. Whereas some people aren't. It's great. Even if I was talking, I think, at least twice as fast as him, I noticed that. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. notice that. Okay. I was all got overexcited. Well, the, the, the more exposure to the game, the better. So, to sort of uh, jump in there. Yes. So, Beric upon Tweed. Yes, and I deliberately haven't listened to the episode yet. So, I think that's very wise. <laughs> yeah, maybe I never will. No, particularly <laughs> cut, that, cut that bit out. I will. I will. I will cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> particularly when you've just been talking about really good editing, because <laughs> this is not a good example. That is brilliant. So we had a uh, cat. Um, as in cat, me of a beer, uh, never mind the dice rolls, cat. Yes, excuse me. Uh, K, she of the uh, fantastic PowerPoint presentations. Um, and and as everybody said, the intellectual on, on the on the pod there. Uh, we had uh, Dr. Cowie, oh. who was, of course, was uh, extraordinarily shy. Yes, he, 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 he always is, isn't he? He always is quite shy. Doesn't have a lot to say for himself. It's tough to get him out of his shell. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and me. So. Oh, no, that sounds, a, this sounds good. I will have to have a listen. This is a good, this is a good group. Yeah. It, it, the, the only issue we got is, uh, it, uh, it was sort of, there was a lot in the episode um and we had we had sort of variant styles from uh kay actually funnily enough this time she hadn't been quite so sort of exacting so it wasn't very linear powerpoint presentation this is blah blah blah, blah. she sort of said this is the sort of thing i would like to have happen and then you had a cat who sort of thought that things a slightly different way and she sort of said okay well, yeah. She she'd used some stuff that we'd had in the past. Doc, of course, gave an enormously sort of long exposition about an an absolutely brilliant sort of uh, you know roller coaster ride, very structured. And then there was me at the sort of at the far end saying, "Okay, this is the bit I would like to." So I think I went first. So it was a four way tie. No dear. For the scenario. <laughs> <laughs> and thus your work is cut out. The big bad wasn't. Oh, okay, that makes it. Well, yeah, that, that was good. So, so we, we, we've got a definitive answer on that one. So, 
I started. <clears throat> and I think that mine was uh, very convoluted. So what, what I started off with is that Berwick is supposedly, they're not quite sure about how the um, the town got its name. Uh, obviously, the on-tweed bit is fairly obvious. It's, it's yes. awesome. However, the Berwick bit is is has been sort of described as, as sort of a play on words from the town um, symbol, which is a bear and a witch elm. Okay. So Bearwick. Now, I was sort of thinking, okay, well, I, I think you can do something with that. I think there's something a bit more to that one. So Edward I. Yeah, Edward I. Uh, laid siege to Berwick on a number of occasions. And one of these occasions, he was extraordinarily duplicitous because he, he offered to, or he, he had reached agreement with the Scots that if they were relieved within, I think, about three days, he would leave. But he'd already taken some hostages. And one of the hostages he, he had taken was from the man who was defending the town, a, a Seton, Sir Thomas Seton, I think it was. He took his son as hostage. Uh, so his son, who was named, he might have been the one who's named Thomas, Thomas Seaton. Yeah. So Thomas Seaton, the son of uh, the eponymous uh, Berwick siege holder upper of, uh, is in in the custo custody of Edward I. Now, the Scots did relieve the town, but because they'd done it quite sneakily and from the English side, Edward refused to uh, accept that the siege had been broken. So he erects a huge gallows in front of the uh, the walls of, of Berwick, and he goes and hangs Thomas Seaton, which isn't very nice. So what I'd said was, okay, the Scots took Thomas Seaton's body and uh, in the bridge of which there is a, a poem ascribed to Robbie Burns, which goes like this. A bridge without a middle arch, a church without a steeple, a midden heap in every street and damned conceited people. Hmm. Robbie Burns, not a big fan of Berwick. No, it doesn't sound like he likes it much. <laughs> But it was the bridge without the middle arch that I said. Actually, what they've done is they have taken his body and they have, uh, with by, by utilising the Scots fae and the witches of uh, North Berwick, and of course James I and VI had his big pogrom uh, in, uh, in North Berwick, the, the Berwick witches, they managed to retain his spirit within a, a witch elm, which is within this middle arch, which you can only see if you have access to the liminal world or have the sight. Okay. Yes. And, excuse me, and at times of duplicity by the king, or times of change, and of course this is all linked to the, the, the change, Thomas Seaton begins to revert to human form. Now, there are about two or three other things that happened during this period of time. The Percy family were charged with keeping Berwick and keeping the ways open in Berwick. Uh, there was a fight before uh, the final battle. A young English knight of Norfolk called Sir Robert Benhale 
and a Scottish giant <laughs> by the name of Turnbull, uh, with a giant uh, being assisted by a mastiff dog. Okay, now he's a giant. giant he doesn't being... need assistance. He's already a giant. <laughs> ah, but you see, what I was saying was that giant Turnbull is actually dog. And the Mastiff. Yes, of course, he's come up He's come up a few times. Because they are defending the English, you see. Uh, but Ben Hale defeats him. So, Ben Hale defeats him. Uh, and um, uh, once, this, once this sort of happens, uh, as Thomas Seaton has begun reverting to human form, because the ways are breaking down, there's a change in the monarchy, we haven't had the everything renewed. He begins to change back into human form, but also attracted back to uh, Berwick is this the knight Ben Hale and the giant and the mastiff. So you have this sort of confluence of things that are happening around the town. You know, there's cracks appearing in the old bridge. Uh, there's there's fighting occurring in the town. You know, a couple of people, a couple of rowdy ruffians, uh, are sort of kicking off, which is this Ben Hale and this giant. And it's all getting, and that then forms, you know, the first part of the investigation. But ultimately, what happens is, I'm sort of praising now, uh, the PCs have to try and get Seaton back into his tree form. But if you look at the story of Seaton, that's a really, really crappy way for him to have spent his life. As a child, he gets hung by Edward the First. Then he gets put into this tree where he has to sort of keep the the, the bridge uh, upright, you know, keep the ways open, figuratively as well as as, as physically. Um, so there should be a bit of a dilemma around uh, the PCs. You know, can they really put him back into into this tree form again? And of course, you know, Thomas Seaton's going to lay it on a bit thick. Oh, I've never seen the world. I've never done anything. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. So that was me. Okay. And there's lots of things you could play around with on 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 uh, on that. So, no, I like this. I like to... playing with history. I like the fact that I mean, actually, all of Berwick. There's a lot of the history. There's this huge mythic component to it, anyway, isn't there? Yeah. Oh God, it's nice oh, to bring that out. Yeah, it's 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 in fact actually, it's really fun when you sort of like you know, we talked about this before. But when you go into it and start digging into all these bits and pieces of history in there, you realise, my God, there's some stuff that's gone on that you could really really go to town with. So. Yeah, and that's the fun of it for me, really, just this digging into local history. But Berwick is good even relative to most other places for that. Absolutely. And because it flips and flops through through uh, you know through the ages as well between Britain and and uh, and uh, between England and, well, even, and Scotland. Even in general, Scotland. there's huge numbers of sort of bits of legends around the Tweed Valley area and Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's a, so that's the first one. Bridge. Which elm underneath? Uh, so we then had uh, Cat. Now, Cat wanted to bring back the ravens at Berwick. Now, Berwick was on one of the ley lines anyway. And she was saying there's lots of ghosts and fae stuff and, and, and so on. Uh, and uh, there's something that is stopping things. Um, uh, something that's stopping people going across the bridge. Now, is it this sort of uh, something stopping the fae, or is it that they can't get? It? Is it the bridge? 
is it she then was talking about whoopity's story which is about the brownies from the in the border realm uh who are uh uh who are uh perhaps being the ones who are sort of stop, stopping stuff going through but then she introduced something that was a bit more sort of not mundane but she was saying that what was happening was uh because in i think in in liminal it's copper isn't it that bronze bronze is anathema to um uh to the liminal isn't it yeah what it's, she was saying was uh, yes yeah she was saying was well actually maybe what the, the the bit that's in there is uh the witches cannot get across or you know nobody that can get across um uh the bridge because what used to run across the bridge was either this copper bronze sort of wiring or whatever that's all been replaced and it's been replaced by fiber <laughs> so so there was a you know, and and this there's something that has then forced other things out of that sort of realm you know for, for out of the liminal realm the brownies was one thing yeah and i can see how copper would be the same effect as bronze that was the idea anyway. so the copper is the, the the element that we were sort of saying okay that, that's the bit that's really is is it fault so then she was coming back and saying you know obviously the ravens are involved in that they maybe are and also the ley lines are affected because you know they've, they've previously been sort of either cut across or been uh, been hemmed in by um uh by these ley lines so uh there was there was a lot more to to uh to what she was talking about but it was really this sort of law of unintended consequences this is very so, clever this is all very yeah. clever yeah so so why can the ways no longer be either opened up or actually can be sort of slightly better controlled and then there's a degree of investigation around that it might be that the ravens in this instance could work because they're you know it's, they're dealing with on the beric is on a ley line apparently she did this whoopity story was the bit that we probably needed to delve into a little bit more and she also talked about uh, the seer thomas weimer who was talking about uh you know gifting from the fairy queen so she was saying maybe there's something that the fairy queen could be involved in that you could then say okay this is how you would reopen everything or control the opening because you've taken away the copper wiring or so that was very good <laughs> And we had Kay. Now, Kay was uh, she'd sort of delved into uh, John Mackay Wilson, uh, who'd written a number of different uh, books and sort of uh, uh, legends and so on of the area. And one thing that he had detailed was the Red Hall. Now, in twelve ninety six, the English had invaded. Okay, similarly, what what did in thirteen thirty? This happened. Yes. <laughs> Who's invaded us this time? The English? No. It's the other lot. Scots. Uh, however, and this is the bit, but you could, you could, you'll, you'll see why we came into a deadlock in a minute. But they invaded during a very, very big wedding in the middle of the town, which was at the Red Hall. Cue Red Wedding. But Isabel the Bride and all of her uh, wedding party took up arms against the English. Well, no, usually the speeches and the cake first, but no, we're going to go and fight the English first. 
Uh, and this is this all took place in, in the wall market, the red hall in the wall market. Now, what happened was the hall had been set fire to. So what she was then, and it burned down and it all went horribly wrong. But what she then said was, okay, what about if you introduce something slightly different into this? That actually the wedding is a is a uh, a union of a vampire. William Parvis, I think was the name she was uh, talking about. Uh, and um, that actually he's been pursued in there by these uh, uh, black dogs who end up being werewolves. And, and they're trying to sort of set fire, and they're trying to set fire to the hall because they want to burn the vampire in well, the flames. Seems sensible. Yeah, absolutely. So, is it actually the vampire red wedding? She then said the pestilence uh, come into the the, uh, the town, uh, and one of the elixirs that would be uh, able to combat that would be the witch arm. I think at one stage she maybe said, actually, is this pestilence, is that vampirism or is that something else, lycanthropy or something like that? But you'd have to use the witch arm to then uh, need to get this elixir. So you could potentially then still have Thomas Seaton, or not Thomas Seaton, yeah, the, the witch elm underneath the bridge could be the one that uh, is there. Um it's, and then, it's, and she, a, it's a vampire against a giant, isn't it? This battle it's going to be <laughs> the ancient battle. You can see it. You can see it. Go. Um, she then was quite interested in having the, the town sort of cut in half by the iron of the train tracks, which was a sort of way of bottling, bottlenecking it, everything into the um, red hall with the vampire. But the the, the principal bit was there is this there is this wedding. And the central part of the wedding is that this, and maybe that's what gets reenacted when the you know the the walls are sort of breaking down. Okay. Yep. With us with that one, so that's that's Kay's vampire red wedding. <laughs> now, the very shy Mister Cowie. Uh, I bet you had trouble getting a single word out of him. Eventually, we managed to force out of him that what he was interested in was having a story moderately based around the Fae, Tories and beer. Don't ask me. He started off with a very, what I thought was a really, really strong proposition. There is a ribbon of light, much like the Northern Lights, if you have the sight, across the border splitting through Berwick okay Scotland is closed the border is shut and in this ribbon of light uh, there is only one place that sort of uh, seems to be either spanning two of these uh, spans across the border uh, which is the King's Harm Arms Hotel which is a place that's always been inhabited by the Fae uh, but wizards are banned, by the way, in in the King's Arms Hotel, and there's this blooming great big uh, bouncer on there. But it's 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 sort of neutral ground, okay? So you can go into the King's Arms Hotel, and there's lots and lots of different types of people in there: fae, werewolves, whatever, unseen, so on, ghosts, and it's neutral territory. The entertainment's going to be <laughs> it's going to be given by Tommy the Rhymer. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, who's obviously doing a gig there now? There is no way through the border until somehow they've found a way of you know of, of getting uh, 
getting it lifted. But Tommy the Rhymer, he can get you through the bridge. He knows a secret way, and it's in the cheese well. <laughs> yep, I know. Uh, but the cheese well is is it's it, it, it's it's a place in in Berwick itself. I think it was actually saying. But what the what you do is you drop down into the cheese well. It, I don't know if it actually has cheese at the bottom. We did discuss that. Uh, but you go down to the bottom of this. Uh, Cheese well, and it takes you through uh, through a circuitous, circuitous tunneled route. Which way is guarded by a kelpie when it gets into uh, into like more boggy territory? Who is Mary Darkwater? Okay, then eventually, once you've got past, you've managed to get past the kelpie, you get out onto Minch Moor, and there is an inner lithin house where the nationalists have been stirred up. Well, the unionists are there in their tweed suits. Uh, Lord William, whose daughter is a diviner, uh, says that in order to sort of lift this curse, you've got to deal with a brownie uh, who could potentially be the big bad, or the big bad in Edinburgh. Now, the thing is, at the moment, the way you're being shut, I think it was that uh, uh, Robin Redcap is now in charge and sort of pushing things forward. Now he's able to shift his age and shape and everything else. Uh, and he confronts the party uh, and he wants the blood of a human. Um, and somehow we have to give, uh, convince Robin to give up uh, Lord William de Sulis secrets uh, so that we can have a big fight with Sir William and then open up the, uh, the ways again. In this bit, that one of the big parts of the the confrontation was about the Robin Redcap, who has on these huge hobnail boots. He keeps changing age and shape, and eventually he sort of leaps. Uh, yeah, as, as you can imagine, Doc was uh, describing him leaping on top of a sheep and squ squashing it flat, and then dipping his his cap into the uh, into the blood of the sheep, and then obviously sucking it dry with a mouthful of teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are to... gruesome things that he's playing around. With. He's playing gruesomely. <laughs> so, excuse me. So you had this quite sort of structured way of getting past this barrier, trying to reopen it. We need to get this, you know, uh, Desulis secret so that we can reopen up uh, the barrier. There's a big fight with uh, this Sir William, who's who's based at this Inethilin house, I think. And and then, lo and behold, uh, somehow we we reopen the ways through Berwick and things can start progressing again onto Edinburgh. So there you are. Four reasons. I, I, I've, I've not really done as, as good a job as I ought to have done. You have to forgive me in terms of sort of... Parrot, I, no, will no, no, miss things out. I can go back and have a listen as well. Now, as well. Yeah. So what we have was, essentially, we have a young guy converting back from being, uh, his soul being uh, enshrined in this tree, bear fight, uh, not bear fight, you know, giant fight, blah, 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 everything else. What do we do? How do we get Thomas Seaton back into being the tree and holding the way is open? Me. We had Doc's quite sort of... Uh, mysterious sort of way of getting under you know, burrowing under the or the that central bit of the the, the northern lights sort of glimmering lining line of uh of, of light sort of blocking the ways i thought was good uh but getting through there 
getting onto the moor, finding out what the issue was, this you know, why, why are the ways shut, having to deal with the brownie, then having to deal with Robin Redcap, reopen the ways. Cats with the ravens of Berwick, the mundanity of something has done has gone wrong. You know, how is it this, this is all out of control anymore? Is it the mundane? What is it? Uh, and then we had Kay's Red Wedding, which could be either a vampire Red Wedding, uh, which is the one that we sort of, which I think she was sort of coalescing into, involving some werewolves, perhaps, and then fighting in the streets of Berwick, blah, 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 Red Hall, everything's in flames. What are we going to do? You have to make the decision because it was one vote each. Gosh. So, okay, let me go through some of these. So, because I can't just say that one, that would be boring. And besides, I'll only make up my mind as I speak. So, okay, so, okay, so Doc Cowie, I do like his idea of the mystical barrier. I do like there's also almost sort of two en enemies in the band. I like these concepts a lot. Yeah. Kay's story of the bride taking up arms against the invaders at the wedding and also the vampire wedding i mean that is just cool isn't it that is very very cool <laughs> it's cool cat's yeah. also got the calls that stuff of both she's playing with the idea of actually the fundamental campaign concept which is the route through and the you know basically having that yeah. reintegrating the ravens and actually talking about the replacement of materials in the bridge. That is clever. That is clever as well. And then you've got stuff that is absolutely cool. Again, with you know, the local history, with bridges, the giant gog against Thomas Seaton, putting him back into the tree. And, yeah, Robert Burns. I mean, what more could I want, really, there? <laughs> Robert Burns, who didn't like Berwick. Yeah. But I think, oh, God, no, I'm still no closer. OK, I'll tell you, it's between cats and yours, I think, having gone through those. OK. So I think I'll probably, I'll probably actually, with apologies, Dave, I don't know, I do like yours, though. I do like putting Thomas Season back into the tree. Mm. But I think this idea, the cleverness of replacing the materials in the bridge, yeah, swings it over to cat for me. That and it's okay. the fundamental concept of the the route, which is the campaign concept. Yeah, good. But it's very, very close, very close indeed. Yeah, good, good, good. I think, I think, as you said, I think the thing that she came up. Well, well, we'll talk about the big bear as well in a second, which would be interesting. But, but it was, it was quite good. She was also while we were sort of going along. You could see everyone was saying, oh, yeah, "You could maybe Ooh, think about that." So, if I then took, if I then took you, so fantastic. So it is Cat now, yeah, who's got the brain. I, mean, I do want to put someone back into a tree in a game and have them begging not to. No, I'm not seeing the world. Let me roam free. I don't want to be back in the tree. It's it, you just got to do it. I think at some stage, uh, I was sort of at one stage. I was thinking it's a bit like the singing and ringing and tree. Do you remember that really weird check? children's program do oh, you remember that yeah that was bizarre this was it the singing ringing tree god it was weird there was a sort of a caricatured uh dwarf who was was he evil anyway 
We had that. I mean, there's really weird stuff on television when we were kids, wasn't there? Really weird. Somehow. Yeah. What were the movements about? Just gonna, just gonna make. Well, movements quite singing, ringing, tree. Get that in some. Right. Now. In terms of the sort of big bad or the, or the additional thing to, to, to the other things, I'll tell you the ones that didn't win. I was going to put uh, Edward the First was going to be my big bad, and and I was going to have somehow uh, Edward the First would be almost like a sort of a you know the the Emperor Palpatine or whatever it is in, in the you know, Star Wars in the background behind the D section you know actually somehow Edward the first hammer of the Scots yeah had to, it was it was 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 still there after all this time but, the vampire Edward the first come on it's got to be done um you talk about Robbie burns so Kay, it's, I, I didn't I didn't win Kay, Kay voted, oh, sorry, Kay put forward uh, the idea of John Barleycorn. And John Barleycorn must die, particularly as being, because she was saying, as a sort of a supernatural being, you could use John Barleycorn in this sort of transition from, from England into Scotland as you're coming up through uh, past Perrick. She didn't get it either. Now, the other one that didn't win the vote for as a sort of a uh uh I had to figure out a way of doing this. Um didn't win the vote, but, but it was this developing this idea from Kat of mundanity. So the mundane stuff and this this idea of this as I said before, this sort of law of un, unintended consequences. Yeah. And I think Doc Doc said something that was really good. He said, Well, in the same way that to us, if the fairy queen. Sorry if you can hear the dog barking in the background there. Yeah, okay, but it's not an issue, I don't think. Okay. <laughs> I do impressions as well. <laughs> it's the black dogs. It's the black dogs. <laughs> Shit. Come to get me. Um, uh, it was this, but the cat's idea was this, this idea of the mundane. So, and, and as I said, dog, dog was saying, in the same way that we would say, if, uh, if, the um if we saw somebody casting a spell or you know changing completely you know, so changing like like the red cat for example changing from old to young to you know the sort of trouble it would be so extraordinary the reverse is true so the mm. fae would see some of the things that were like a mobile phone you know what on earth, you know, this this magical sort of all-knowing uh, brick or whatever, you know. And, but but not just those sorts of things, but things like that you just wouldn't, it wouldn't even register on you, like taking up all the wire and replacing it with fibre optic yeah, cable. Yeah, because it's just improved things. You haven't done anything. Yeah. What's gone wrong? Well, what's gone wrong is, you know, we've, um, I don't know, <laughs> We've uh, we've rendered the outside of a castle <laughs> and locked something in, you know. Changed the yeah. so the, the idea of mundanity. So what we we're thinking was how we could almost work that in as a sort of a theme throughout the whole 
if not yeah, just I think there is there is always that clash there, isn't there? Yeah. And I'm also reminded of one, I think one game session I ran of Liminal, where the players managed to dissuade some fairy lord from invading by trading him the mighty gift of a, of a mobile phone. And he was very happy with that as a gift, much better than invading. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. The knowledge, yeah. knowledge of the world at his fingertips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's... We were sort of trying... Although he was very disillusioned going back to his realm when he found there was no sort of Wi-Fi signal or no <laughs> mobile signal. <laughs> Why is the magic brick not working? Yeah. What won it? What won it? And we will now have to try and introduce a red cap in somewhere. Was the idea of uh, the pair of red caps iron boots. Now, the reason why we were sort of, he wanted to introduce, this is something is, what are the magical properties of the red cap's iron boots? Because it clearly does give it some sort of, uh, you know, um, method of, of sort of, uh, you know, either manipulating time or manipulating themselves. So what we're thinking was, Okay, if you needed something like almost like be like a fail safe, so that it's so let's say for example in uh, which one was it? We were, was it in Newark where we had to go back in time to sort of something out? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, where there were going to be a number of number of occasions where there would be a timed element, and maybe what you could do is you could potentially send something back in time. So I have to figure out how that one works. But so the pair of red caps. The red cap's iron boots was the thing that's made it in. So we've got to try and figure out a way of, of working that one. So almost now, having the red cap, I mean, the red cap doc's use of the red cap baddie does sound very, very fun. So I think that that's a good thing to put in. Well, I wonder whether the red cap can sort of, you know, it has that, that idea of the Billy well, Goat's gruff. You've got, you've got to get his boots off him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. Old Silver, get his boots off. Get his boots. Well, that's the bit that could be uh, part of either this rookety story or the idea of um, either John Mackay Wilson or Tommy the Rhymer knows what they do. Yeah, I think you, as usual, we're getting sort of multiple things involved, which is one yeah. of the fun things with this. Yeah, it's going to grow. Lot of strands <laughs> weaving together to form the scenario. <laughs> <laughs> still have absolutely no idea how they work. So I'm worried. So there we go. So that's it. So we've got cat, where the unintended consequence of doing something, taking the copper wire out, has meant we've cut off the. Uh... And actually, it's, it's got a nice twist the other way, isn't it? Because yeah, you've released some... something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's. Ooh. The unintended consequence was arguably putting the copper wire in the first place, uh, or actually, or was it? Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's released something. Got this mad red cap. <laughs> <laughs> the red cap. It's got to be in it. I was sort of thinking that Billy Goat's gruff thing. You know, he could be at, at the one end of the bridge. You shall not pass, kicking everything with his iron boots. Yes, yes. It's something like that, isn't it? Is it they're kicking boots. Yeah. That or they're jumping boots. He's like sort of Spring Hill Jack. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. 
and you can get to another make this note spell like that. So I think uh, I think what's definitely coming becoming more but so we've got one more we've got one more, which is Edinburgh Peebles. Yes. I've included Peebles because obviously in 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 the book Peebles has got a big there's quite a lot, it. isn't there, there in terms of again the history of the sort of yeah, local yeah. stories around there. Absolutely. Not so, to mention so, Peebles itself as a retirement home. For for liberal, yeah. So so we've got Edinburgh. And then what I'm thinking of doing is sort of, sort of trying to uh I might do at least a couple of episodes of just saying, okay, if we, if we're plotting this out, uh how do we how do we make it fit? You know, what could you do to uh to kind of link them or or what do we need to have in in order that you know there's there's n- never a feeling of uh or that you know what are the implications of either not solving a section yes or, that's true or what what are the impacts on the other bits and the one thing that we still really really need to nail down and i, I may well go back to the original group who started everything um particularly uh martin and nook where we were talking about um the decorporation and and having that baddie in the background all the time and what how is to it? integrate that actually yeah yeah what what, what is doing? their interest in each of these things what have they done or not done in each of those so yeah it's looking good though it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> this, this one might be my favourite, actually, so far. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's good. It's it's good because it's took it, took it in completely different ways from being very sort of, you know, very linear to what if, which was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, you've got a range of things and lots of you know ideas from all of them to incorporate. It's great. Yeah, good. Happy days. So we're into Scotland next time. And if yes. you can... Uh, either I'll see you there or we'll have another another yep, call. One, one or the other. I'll keep an eye on the messages. <laughs> Happy days. All right, mate. Before, when this is over, I can throw away X forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Are you on the blue, blue, blue sky? Oh, I'm on the blue sky now, yes. Yeah. You know, the, the residual thing for me is, although having said that, the last two or three times I've been on to, whatever they're calling it now, Twitter, um, I barely see anybody on there anymore. No, no. I mean, I've I've got a lurking presence and on yeah. couple of couple of chat discussions that are basically let's see, there's this and there's one for arranging another game, arranging Rise Magica. Oh uh, yeah. Oh good. Rise Magica. Yes, that's our very own uh, Asako So who's doing that. Oh Matthew. Yeah. yeah. Oh good. Oh, he's, you know, I'm I'm so pissed off. I was hoping, really, really hoping, I could have got all this nonsense out of the way and potentially have made not only Owlbear, but even grog, grog meat. But it's it's not going to happen. Well, but what we can say is fingers crossed for next year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's come down to. I, I mean, so, yeah. you've got something horrible, so this year's a right write-off. That's how it's got to be, isn't it? That's, Absolutely. It's yeah. grim. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Can't say more, really. Oh, profound well, sympathies. We will, uh, we will get through it. 
we will get through it and I will yeah. uh, we'll see you we've got, in, this, in... we've got this peculiar entertainment to keep us amused don't we <laughs> peculiar being the operative word <laughs> good right thank you again Don't yeah thanks it. a lot dave it's always, always fun doing these and always appreciated actually yeah brilliant all right mate. i will uh i will say my goodbyes okay goodbye Bye. see you